0: everyone, welcome back to Serotonin Speaks. Normally, Marissa and I would be sharing a brand new set of interviews with an MCPS student or educator.
1: However, due to the upcoming AP exams and holiday weekend, we're taking a quick break from our hybrid education series.
0: Instead, we'll be re-airing our very first episode of Serotonin Speaks, The Quarantine Mindset.
1: We'll be back on June 2nd with a brand new installment of the hybrid education series, but for now, we're taking a trip down memory lane. If you could describe quarantine from March to November in just five words, what would you say?
2: Loneliness, boredom, isolation, worry, and sadness. Bearable, but a little depressing.
3: Confusing,
2: boring,
3: stressful, not fun. Confusing
0: of how much time has
4: passed. Social justice, stress-inducing, (laughs) never-ending. Just generally just anxiety, I think, would be a word. Super crazy,
3: sad, anxiety-provoking, and fun sometimes, actually.
5: Absolutely terrible,
3: period. I'm Madeline Gold.
6: And I'm Julia Messing.
1: We want to welcome you to the first ever episode of Serotonin
6: Speaks from Serotonin Says Mental Health. Today's show is all about the quarantine mindset. We will be talking to people of all ages in our community about how they are coping with lockdown and isolation due to the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: But before we get into that, it's time for our first ever brain dump. Here's how it works. Every episode at the beginning of the show, each host will have exactly 60 seconds to spill as much information about the show's topic as they can. You can go to our Instagram story at says to vote on which host you think did a better job.
6: And Maddie's going first. Are you ready, Maddie? Yep. Okay. Three, two, one. Go. So
1: basically this episode, we're going to be interviewing some people about how quarantine has impacted their mental health. And I would say in general, I think overall quarantine has had a very negative impact on the mental health of the global population. Um, Suicide rates have gone up, rates of depression and anxiety have gone up significantly. People who really need social interaction to thrive in their lives aren't doing too well right now because everything is indoors and you can't really see people. Um, But there are definitely also some benefits to quarantine. I feel like a lot of people have found out more about themselves and learned more about how to grow as a person in quarantine. So there are a lot of ups and downs for sure, but... I would say overall, it's probably negative, and we'll see what our interviewees have to say about it. Okay, and Julia will be going second today. Are you ready? I think so. All right, your
6: timer begins in three, two, one. So as Maddie had already said, today's episode is about quarantine and how quarantine has affected the mental health of people all over the world. And I know for sure quarantine has made me more tired, and I've noticed around social media, many people have said quarantine has negatively impacted them, like they don't feel like getting up or doing anything. They've become more lazy. They have not been working out as much. But for other people, I've noticed that exercise has actually gone up, and they've been paying more attention to that. Another thing is, obviously, you've already said this, but suicide rates have gone up during quarantine. And quarantine's been hard for many people, but it's also pretty beneficial. It's increased the amount of family time. And it's really helped people realize how important other things are, such as school to them, that they did not realize before. Like a lot of my friends beforehand, we all were excited because of quarantine. we were like, oh, we get two weeks off of school. It's not that big of a deal. But turns out school is actually very important for mental health and gets us out.
1: All right. Your time
6: is up. The
1: next section of our podcast is our local stories and interviews. We speak with people of all ages in our community whose stories are both personal and universal.
6: Our co-producer and editor, Maya Siegel, spoke with two elementary school students in Salisbury, Maryland, about how quarantine and COVID-era learning have been going. My name is
3: Isaac. My name's is Ava. We live in Maryland. I'm in third grade. I'm in fifth. We're in school for the whole week. But we have
0: plexiglass shields and we wear masks. I asked them how they were first feeling back in March when schools originally shut down. Well,
3: I was pretty happy until a month went by. I was kind of sad to not go to school and see my friends. Well, the emotions were happy, then worried, then worried again.
0: They said that as time went by into the summer, things were boring because they couldn't travel as much. And then when school started up again, in person but socially distant, they said it was better than being online, but still not as fun as pre-pandemic because they weren't able to do everything that they were able to do before COVID. I then asked them if there had been any positives to lockdown. Not really. Mm, (laughs) And when I asked what the worst part of lockdown had been, Ava said that learning on Zoom was quote, not fun at all. And Isaac said, lockdown.
6: Madeline spoke with three teenagers from Montgomery County, Maryland, about how quarantine and other recent events have been impacting their mental health.
5: I'm Evan. I'm in the 10th grade and I go to school in Montgomery County.
4: I'm Lindsay, and I'm 15, and I am in the Montgomery County School District. My name is Lila.
3: I am 13 years old in Gaithersburg, Maryland.
5: Currently, uh, my school situation is virtual.
4: Yeah, it's it's virtual. We have block schedules where we have periods one through four Monday, um, and then five through eight Tuesday, and then Wednesday is asynchronous, and then Thursday and Friday is just one through four and five through eight again.
5: I think my initial reaction was general surprise because I I didn't understand the scope of what the coronavirus was and what it was doing to people and how dangerous and
4: contagious it was. So I was actually very excited because I did not think that this was going to be a full-on pandemic. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get two weeks of school off. And then... It turned into what has it been seven, eight months now? So my my initial reaction was yes, of excitement because you know, being in high school, you don't really want to go to school. So I was I was pretty excited at first.
3: Initially I was very excited, got a little break from school. I was having some trouble with friends at the time, and I was happy for a little break. I thought it would be all nice and fun. Um, So when they first announced it, I was cheering, I was celebrating, calling all my friends super excited. Now I would definitely not be as excited as I was back in March. Um, And it's definitely uh, made my mental health a lot worse. Um, Being Having to be stuck in the house, especially um, with a person like me who really needs social interaction for their mental health. Too much time at home can, has really not been good for my mental health. Um, it does have some benefits. I've gotten to work more on growing myself, but I would say generally it has been bad for my mental health and has made me more anxious and depressed.
5: I think it has been a mostly negative impact. Um, and I think that's mainly been because the main stressor before was school and there at the at the end of the day of school day, you could you could go home and there was a change of setting for de stress. And now everything happens in the same place. You're cooped up inside all the time, and it doesn't give you a lot of room and a lot of space to de stress yourself.
4: Honestly, it's just it's been really hard. So I'm typically a pretty social person. I really like hanging out with my friends, and just like seeing them every day at school and everything, and then not seeing them at all for months. It's just it's been really hard. It's kind of like lonely, and like I, I'm playing soccer, so I'm still having that. But um, originally, I wasn't doing anything, and it was just being being home all the time, not being able to do anything. It just it it was difficult.
3: Um, my main sources of stress have not changed significantly significantly since March. Um, they've changed like slightly, not too much. But it's definitely a lot about social uh, aspects. Being at home, there's much less opportunities to be with friends and people you love. And I uh, have social anxiety. So not getting that social interaction definitely has made me overthink and stress out. Um, I have some stresses about school, pretty manageable. But I would say definitely those social aspects have been my main stress uh, stressors all the way back through March from March through now.
4: So, so for March originally it was AP tests and stuff. It wasn't really as much of the pandemic because it was more of like a, um, oh yeah, a few people are getting sick. It wasn't like a actual situation yet. So, but like now, as it's developed, it's definitely been. I've been definitely more stressed about like the virus itself because. So many people are getting it in the cases that are just going up. Like, it's not getting better, especially here in Montgomery County. Like, we're shutting back down again, going back to 25% occupancy for many places. So it's definitely that and the fear of getting it because especially so many people are not taking it seriously. Um, another source of stress is just it's school. It's so hard, especially like as a sophomore in high school. Like, school is so much harder, especially virtually. Like, it just there's every teacher is having different layouts for their classroom different amounts of assignments i'll have hours of homework one week and then i'll have none the other week it's just it's very difficult to manage it and even though there's i feel like more free time it almost feels like there's no free time because there's no disconnect from home and school
5: yeah it it's definitely been mostly school related cuz every every other aspect of it is over the summer staying inside and stuff i would do I did most of the things I would do over the summer.
3: Um, over quarantine, I've definitely gotten a chance to work on myself, growing myself, uh, finding ways to deal with and manage stress when things get hard. Um, I have gotten more opportunities to just like take a step back and think, like, how much does this bother me? What should I do about it? Because I have more extra time. Um. And then I've also been going to therapy during quarantine, which has helped me grow a lot as a person. And I left uh, left some of my toxic friends over quarantine, which has really, really helped me as a person. And it was hard at first, but now I think that I was given that time away from having to go to school with them the next day or uh, seeing them the next day. I was given this time in quarantine, which has been super helpful for my mental health.
4: I think generally it's definitely helped me to figure out how to be more empathetic because people are going through much tougher situations and I've learned to be instead of just like kind of like oh that sucks be like actually there for them and kind of help everyone out because it's really a hard time for everyone and people just sometimes need a shoulder to lean on so it's definitely helped me kind of realize other people's mental health situation better if that makes sense and realize that just because people might seem outwardly like they're okay, it, it doesn't always mean like they are. And just, I think it's made me a better person in the sense that I've gotten better with that.
5: I think it's it's given me a lot of time to think on different aspects of who I am as a person. And it's it's definitely, all all the time I spend, or I, I've been forced to spend, inside cooped up, doing nothing, I think it, it, it definitely gives you a perspective on how much you don't, and how much you, you, you don't realize you miss things and how much you, you don't realize you enjoy things until you can't do them anymore.
6: Maya also spoke with Wendy Siegel and Ellen Meisner, two seniors who used to live in the same building in Montgomery County, Maryland, about how 2020 has been going for them. My name is Ellen
2: Meisner. I am 78 years old and I lived in Rockville and I moved in May and with my children in Wellesley, Massachusetts, my um, my lease was up and the rent increase in the grand was very, very steep and um, I really couldn't afford to stay any longer.
0: She said that Massachusetts where she is now living with her kids and grandkids has had relatively low covid case numbers and that her grandkids had been going to school in person twice a week virtual three days a week but after a spike in covid cases following halloween their school shut down and they are now learning all virtually i asked her to think back to march when the pandemic was just starting to close things down here in Maryland before she moved in with her kids in Massachusetts. And I asked her what life was like back then.
3: It
2: was really difficult. I don't think that we had any idea of how awful and long-term this was going to be.
0: I then asked her how she and her family were doing nowadays.
2: I have a grandson who's a freshman at University of Pittsburgh, who's in a hotel room um, because they shut down a lot of dorms, and he's really on his own, not really what you would think a freshman college experience would be. I have a grandson who's a senior in a different college. Hopefully, he's going to be able to graduate. Everybody is being affected, everybody, people my age, people your age, people who are younger with young school-aged children who are trying to work from home, and. Um, and still be able to manage their children's uh, work, it's really hard. And it's, it's very, very difficult. It's very, very difficult um, mentally. And then I, I went into the hospital a few times and that gave me a different, um, a different perspective because I realized it wasn't COVID, but I did realize what it's like to be left in the hospital with nobody there, no family. Um, and that was really very hard. And it gives you an appreciation of what how awful it must be for people who are really ill and having to be by themselves. My name is Wendy Siegel. I'm 75
7: and I live in North Bethesda, Maryland. I live by myself. I have had a few encounters with people. I'm very outspoken. When I'm outside, if they don't maintain six feet distance and they don't have a mask on, I yell at them. I go six feet, six feet. In the building, if I know the person, I say something to them that they're supposed to have a mask on at all times in public spaces. But sometimes it gets through and sometimes it doesn't. But those are the only things. And by the way, those are very limited. Um, Food shopping, everyone has a mask on, everyone's careful that I've encountered.
0: I asked her what her initial feelings were back in March regarding the pandemic.
7: I felt that I was going to do everything I could to protect me and the people I care about. And if I saw people who were, endang- as I said, if I saw people who were endangering me by not wearing masks and getting close, I said something to them. I thought it was going to last a long time when I was looking at the numbers from around the world and what was going on in New York state and New York city. And I have close family there and I was very worried about them, but, and I knew I couldn't see them. I, I expect I am not surprised that it's taken this long and that it's going to take another three to six months or whatever.
0: I then asked her what her feelings were now regarding the pandemic. I am very
7: used to being alone. I was an only child. Both my parents worked. I was ne- So I was very comfortable with being alone and in my own thoughts. Do I m- miss the people that I want to see and hold and kiss and everything? Of course I do. But I do see them all in on Zoom meetings and Zoom family gatherings. And I talk to my old dear girlfriend's each of them at least once a week. Frankly, I'm okay with that. Up until recently, I was doing an enormous amount of walking, which I love to do. I haven't been able to do as much lately because my back's hurting, and that's probably more of a bother than the pandemic has been. I do all my shopping online, which is fine. I'm very happy doing that.
0: We wrapped up our conversation by discussing the positives to lockdown.
7: Again, when you live alone, the positive each day is that you're independent and you can handle things by yourself. And that's a very important positive. I'm not making light of it, but it's it's that part of my life has been reinforced by coping with all these other things going on. So like I said, now that I feel that the the end is in sight I feel again relief and I feel much better and I just you know I know I have to wait it's hard to wait but I and I will continue as will the people I know and love take care of themselves take care of ourselves until we get to the point where we don't have to take care of ourselves anymore. We get to the point that we're all vaccinated and feeling much better about things.
0: This episode originally aired in December of 2020. And as I was re-listening, I could really hear in the voices of our interviewees, um, especially the teenagers, Lindsay, Evan, and Lila, how just a few months ago, um, it was really hard for many people, myself included, to see the light at the end of the COVID tunnel.
1: Yeah, since then, even though many students are still learning online and many adults are still working from home, so much has taken a turn for the better since vaccinations have become widespread and many students in Montgomery County and across the country are back in the school buildings. And it's really, really great to see.
0: Well, that's all for episode one of Serotonin Speaks from Serotonin Says Mental Health. This episode was
1: originally hosted by Madeline Gold and Julia Messing and originally edited by Maya Siegel. Maya and I will be back next week with a full new episode of the hybrid education series.